Hey, babes. Before we get into this next episode, uh, you know, sometimes things happen. And sometimes you um, you turn on, you hit the record button, and then you realize that one microphone out of two of the microphones uh, is, is, shall we say, turned off, ha- sort of turned off, halfway you're only getting half of the levels that you normally would. And that would never happen to us, ever. So, um, except for that it did happen to us in this episode, and the next episode, too. It happened two times. Well, it was really only one time because we were recording these in, you know, we record these in chunks. And, um, well, um, suffice it to say that... uh, um, Actually, forget everything I just said. If you hear something wrong with the second half of this episode or the intro and the outro of the next episode, you imagined it. And you're crazy. And you've honestly, you've been acting really crazy lately. (laughs) You've changed kind of a lot. And uh, I don't know. We're all worried about you. So, you know, I mean, I think maybe, baby, you, you need some help or something. I, I don't know. We're, I just wanted to say we're all worried about you. Also, we've all been thinking that um, you should like and subscribe to our podcast um, because we, we're a family, you know, and we care about one another. And uh, Families give each other five-star ratings and they, they type out little reviews like paragraph maybe half a paragraph long reviews about how good we are. And I uh, just wanted to make sure that you were you were doing that. You know, that's part of your self-care. And also another part of your self-care is to check out our Patreon page. You know, it, I think it would be really therapeutic for you to go to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Pod, or just search us on the Patreon app and um, click subscribe. Click uh, become a patron a Florida Woman podcast. I think that would be really good for you. Um, it's only $5 a month, and it gets you um, access to premium content that I think that would be really good in your recovery. Okay, anyway, I just wanted to let you know that I'm thinking about you. Okay, um, into the episode. Also, if you noticed anything uh, uh, about my when I would start a word with the letter P and that sounding like really aggressive and explosive and it's like I was too close to the mic. <laughs> I hate to say it, you're imagining things. <laughs> and, and this is what we've been worried about all along. Anyway, I, I, I love you. I'm sorry. Into the episode. Movie stars have beautiful, sunny Beverly Hills. On the other side of the country, sideshow stars have swampy, muggy Gibsonton. Gibsonton, Florida, or Gib Town as it's known to the locals, is a town entirely inhabited by carnies and so-called circus freaks, or sideshow performers of the traveling American carnival, also known as the winter home of the freaks. When you think of the sideshow, you may think of people like the giant, the bearded lady, the skeleton man, and all of them... That's me, I'm the skeleton man. And all of them could be found in Gibsonton a community they built for themselves to live among their own and not be bothered in the off-season. Gibb Town became the infamous Kearney Town, a fabled place where everyone had run off with the circus. Word up, Gibb Town down. (laughs) 
Hey guys, we got some big news for you. Okay, Kels, are you ready on one, two, three? We, we got, got COVID! COVID! And now you have COVID because you're listening to this program. That's how it works. That's Omicron. Omicron comes through the wires and into your ears and it fucks your brain. Big science does Omicron. not want you to know about that. No. <laughs> but we spit the truth on this pod. This pod is you a super spreader event. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. Babe, you want to tell them about our COVID? <laughs> yeah, man. It, it was, you know, it, it came was, just it was in time mild for enough. Yeah, it came. It was a nice little yeah. Christmas surprise. We got the, so we got the little dick version of COVID. Yeah. Omicron is like super fucking mild and we did, did, didn't really do I mean, much. it sucked a little bit. We both were like stuffed up and had like little coughs. Yeah, I think it still sounded a little but, bit stuffed up. Yeah, we probably sound stupid. Yeah. Fuck us. <laughs> turn no. this off right now. Yeah, turn, turn off, it off. Turn it off. Turn, turn it, it off. off. Okay. Also, Ghislaine Maxwell. Also, like got and subscribe. <laughs> today. She's guilty of, of what, five out of six counts of like uh, sex trafficking and stuff? Half of which of that shit happened in Florida. I know. She is not going home to Palm Beach. Is she a Florida woman? She's a Brit. She's an she's English Brit. woman. Yeah, what is she? Is she? Ugh, I don't know. I mean, know. kind of. No. Dude, she mentioned Publix in the she trial. Did? Well, yeah, because, well, not she. She didn't speak. Um, but remember, it was like the estate manager had to like go through oh, all yeah. of these like files of like little notes that she wrote him. And, she like, made him shop at Publix mm-hmm, to get she, like the super saver deal. Yes. What yes. The fuck, dude? <laughs> rich you, people love a go, deal. What was that one rich people grocery store you took me to? Morton's, Morton's in Sarasota. Yeah, the grumpiest fucking grocery store I've ever been in. So Publix, everyone's like happy and shiny and squeaky and they like want to please you. And in mm-hmm. Morton's, everyone's fucking mad at you. Like all the customers are mad at you. All the employees are mad at you. Uh, the fucking f- the fish in the display case are pissed <laughs> off at you. Yeah, I took Nathan there. The- it was like a rainy day in Florida. And of course, I was stressed out about it because I'm like, we're here and it's not even nice and you're going to hate me because it's not nice here. <laughs> yeah. And You're um, having one of those. <laughs> yeah. And I we went to Morton's to pick something up and you literally looked at me in the checkout. Like, like, what the fuck is wrong with this like, place? What, what is this? What is this? What? I swear to did God, you, I got... Did you just see that, lady? Well, to. listen, that that lady, that specific, the, the lady that you're referencing was just like a random fucking person. I got within two feet of her and she just turned around and looked at me and went, ugh. <laughs> she did not. She did. She was a 60, like 60 something year oh, old yeah. lady, Florida lady. And I just got within two feet of her and she noticed that I was within two feet of her. And she turned around and looked at me and went, ugh. Like Jesus. that loud too. It wasn't even like a like a ooh or like a, she wasn't surprised. She was just like she disgusted. can't hear and she was d- disgusted, of course. Yeah, but she can't hear, so to no, her, no, she thinks she's no doing su- it under her breath. No, she's no, actually, no, not at all. No, she, she was pointedly. Meant, yeah, she looked at me and she went ugh. God damn. There was no, like, she had no excuse. She just wanted to ruin my fucking day. Ew. By the way, we yeah. did receive some feedback about Publix from one of our listeners. Um, he's an Alabama man. But uh, he was like, okay, I I know the answer. The answer to your Publix question is hospitality and consistency is what he said. Okay. Which totally tracks yeah yeah that makes sense everyone is super nice yeah and i noticed like that shiny I did notice that. and peppy uh-huh 
and also the consistency of like, you know how when you go to a grocery store here, they'll just be out of just, they're just out. They're out of so much random shit. Yeah, yeah. And you never know like what they're going to have in stock. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I you know, that makes sense. Yeah. Publix, it's always the same. Yeah. They always have the same stuff. It's always stocked. Like the consistency, it, it is on point. Great. Yeah. Amazing. And he was saying too, like, um, I guess the CEO of Publix came out probably in 2016, the first mm-hmm. time around, saying that he was a Trump supporter, which I mean, like, surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. But, um... That, like, the black Southerners he knew were, like, uh, and? <laughs> um, um, I'm sorry. If you expect me to boycott my public sub, like, you have another thing coming. You're fucking out of your you mind. You don't get to mess with my life through politics and yeah. mess with my public. Like, sorry. That's so funny. Going to do nothing about it. I feel like people do the same thing with Chick-fil-A, right? Like, they- Oh, yeah. They're like, okay, so Chick-fil-A does exterminate gay children <laughs> mm-hmm. in little, in little, little summer camps. camps. Yeah. yeah, they strap them to the electric chair and fry them. But... <laughs> Is my not ordering a spicy chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A really going to help those kids? So the fucking CEO of Publix is like clambering over the walls at the, at the Capitol building. Yeah. Last January. And they're like, mm, and they're like, well, la, you know, la, I mean, la. I, 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 you expect me not to go to the grocery store? We're like, all like that. Yeah, exactly. They're, what am I going to go to Piggly Wiggly now? Fuck Albertsons? that. Hell no. What am I, poor? <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. So we got, so we got fucking Omnic- Omnicrom. Yeah. Got the Omnicrom got variant. The Omerion. It was so Omerion. Fuck Omerion for it. It just came one one day before we were supposed to fly to my parents' house for Christmas in um, Kansas City. We got tested as a formality. We didn't even we didn't even have any symptoms. We got tested. Boom, positive. Yeah. And then we're fucking grounded. And you're a big Christmas family, so it was really oh, sad for yeah. everyone. We really yeah we were huge on Christmas. I was so disappointed. I mean, we had a good time, though. We just locked down. Yeah, it felt like Christmas. Kelsey Ann baked a shit ton of baked goods. They were fucking amazing. She's so good at it. Oh, thank you. Um, Made a lemon olive oil cake. Yeah. And brown butter uh, chocolate chip cookies. Are you hearing this? And listen to this. Pfeffernus, which is a German spice cookie. That's that's your heritage, isn't it, babe? Oh, yeah, baby. Um, Oh, and these whipped shortbreads with... Like a peppermint candy cane li- dust. Guys, I didn't like do you the hear how fucking honest, much but... baked treats were sitting around in our house? <laughs> it was a lot. Um, so that was an upshot, but otherwise we just got laid out. And as far as I can tell, you're all, everyone who's listening to this is gonna get it too. Because Omicron, like, we had missed all the other variants. Like, they had like, you know, because it's not like we're like going overboard, but yeah, we're still we're still masked up every place we go. When we're on public transit, we're masked up. We got the vax. We got double tapped with the vax. Um, and we like, you know, every single variant had missed us. Alpha, beta, delta, gamma, all the other fucking letters. Um, but Omicron is so goddamn transmissible that it just didn't matter what we did. We just everyone apparently is going to get it. So like. Not to worry. It's not too bad. It's not the worst. And listen, we can still podcast. We got the we're in the fortress of solitude and we're fucking podcasting out the bunker right now. That's right. That's right. All right, you want to do Florida man versus Florida woman? Hell yeah, I want to do Florida man versus Florida woman. 
What you got today? Woman in. I know. Florida man. It's the thing I mumble the most on this podcast. Florida woman. Florida woman. It's the name of the damn show. Florida woman. God damn. Florida woman. All right. You want to go first? Florida man used flamethrower to settle parking dispute. Okay, that escalated. Okay. Gainesville, Florida. Florida man angry over his neighbor's parking habits sprayed fire from a commercial flamethrower toward a car with three teenage kids inside, oh. police said. No one was hurt, luckily. Andre Abrams, 57, 57 years old, is facing three counts of felony aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intending to kill, according to court records. He posted a $15,000 bond last week. Is awaiting a decision whether prosecutors will formally file criminal charges. This happened just like two weeks ago. The mother of one of the teens, Ashley Ganey, said Abrams frequently sprayed the flamethrower to scare off guests at her home. Ganey's daughter, not to Talia Baker. Oh, no. Nate, or it's, it's spelled like Nate Talia. So it's either not... Not Talia or Nate Talia Baker, 16, fled the car with her friends as Abrams continued to spray flames towards them. When he shoots it, it lights the whole road up, Ganey said. It's like it's daylight outside. He'll do it in the middle of the night. <laughs> so wait, sorry. Let's back up. Uh, They're neighbors. They're neighbors. He does this often. He does this often. And with a commercial flamethrower. That's right. That's right. Um, it's the XM42 light flamethrower, which shoots flames up to 20 feet and is manufactured by X Products LLC of Vancouver, Washington. It sells for about $900. Wow. That's a luxury buy, first of all. Second of all, this is why he's a Florida man. Because it's not a gun. That's the thing. <laughs> it's a Why does it always have to be something fucking exactly. random? A machete, exactly. a flamethrower. Yes. No one can just have a gun like like we're in Texas or something. You have to have something right. no. absurd yeah, at your disposal that's also super dangerous. Yes, that's a prerequisite. You got to be chasing motherfuckers around with like a weed whacker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Abrams acknowledged that the incident stemmed from a long-running dispute over parking with a neighboring family. <laughs> Police said he admitted shooting the flamethrower toward the vehicle, but... but Denied targeting the teens. So mm. I, he was shooting it at the car. That the teens were inside that of. That the teens were inside of, but not, not at the teens at themselves. The teens. Right. So this is a quote from Abrams himself. This family, how could I say this? The worst thing that could ever happen to a neighborhood. <laughs> They've had issues with other residents and it needs to be brought to light. So if he's a vigilante. Yeah, absolutely. He's the punisher. Yes, on behalf of the neighborhood at large. He's, he's These people Batman. must be stopped. Absolutely. Yes. I So he's fully within his rights to go running after them with a flamethrower. All right. So that's, that's my Florida man. I think that's a pretty strong entry. I do too. What do you got? Okay. Florida woman who claims to be God robs mail truck, flees on tricycle. <laughs> This is from an iHeartRadio Again, article. Again, it's the ob obscure, like, The obscure tools. weapon, yes. The, the obscure weapon and the obscure, like, getaway vehicle. Yes. Um, written by R.J. Johnson. So, a Florida woman claiming to be God used a plastic gun to rob a U.S. Postal Service truck fleeing on a tricycle, the Collier County Sheriff's Office said. Leda Christosimo... 52, <laughs> apologies if I've pronounced this wrong, of Naples 
was charged with felony armed robbery and aggravated assault. Deputies say witnesses told them that Christosimo pointed her toy gun at a jogger, then walked over to a U.S. Postal Service truck that was parked nearby. A mail carrier told police that Christosimo pointed her gun at him, so, like, stuck up the fucking vehicle, stole a package, and then fled on her tricycle. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Do, uh, was it just any package, do you think? Do you think she went in there with a package in mind? No, random. Just... Like Secret Santa. Just <laughs> random. Just anything. Well, it's got to be good size. Or maybe she wanted it small because that, that means it might be jewelry. Secret, but it was random. It is Secret Santa. Mm -hmm. Or like White Elephant. White Elephant. Yeah. She also said she was God. Right. So when the police caught up to her, she began yelling to the officers that she was God and that voices were telling her to do things, which, oof. God, that part makes that part makes me sad actually, but well, uh, that, it's funny. That's an interesting <laughs> theological just... question. If she's God, then who are the voices? <gasps> oh. oh. Let's talk about the freaks, babe. Let's do it. Let's Give me dive the freaks. In. Okay, so before we get to Gibsonton specifically, I do want to introduce the history of the sideshow. Um, it's ancient origins and basically its place in the American traveling carnival. Shoot. And we're gonna okay, so we're gonna say freak show a lot. Okay, don't freak out, please. <laughs> I I can't speak for all circus performers, but the ones who did settle in Gibsonton that we have record of actually adoringly referred to themselves as freaks and they were very proud of that moniker. So like, let's relax. I'm gonna say freak a lot. You know, I'm gonna say freak show. That's what it was, That's it was it. a freak show. All right, so a freak show, simply defined, is just a show of freaks. <laughs> um, <laughs> freaks on display. Here's some freaks. <laughs> and um, whether we like to think so or not, uh, I don't think there's one fucking single person among us that doesn't participate in the display of freaks in some capacity still today. I mean, like humans have always been curious about the bizarre or the grotesque and when something or just the abnormal, absolutely different or unusual or abnormal is mm -hmm. presented to you, whether it's like the latest grizzly murder documentary, which I know y'all freaks are into, mm -hmm. or like a video of an iguana who's been like trained to do a dance or like a <laughs> waffle that has the Virgin Mary on it. Yeah. Or a car crash, whatever. Ooh, you're intrigued, you're crash. amazed, you may even be disgusted, but you want to see it and you can't look away. Absolutely. We I saw mean, some freak shit yesterday, actually. There was a guy like wiling out on Vanderbilt Avenue. Oh yeah. Setting fire shit outside of a building and then like the cops came and he he barricaded himself inside of the storefront and he was like pounding on the windows and shouting and stuff. And what did we do? We walked past it. We invented an excuse to just walk past and like walk through the scene. Yes. So that we could rubberneck at yes. it. Yes. Yes. And that I mean, yes, thank you for naming that example. And I think also I think a lot about reality TV. I mean, come on. In Life this. in New York is a daily freak show. It's a There's daily freak show. There's all kinds of freak so shit much entertainment. happening all the time. Yeah. Florida too, obviously. Yeah. Oh, that's why course, we do this podcast. Course. And that's why you listen to this podcast because you like freaks. Exactly. You want to know what people are up to, why they're wiling out, why you they're like doing this freaks. and that. Um, 
but like, you know, reality TV, my 600 pound life, that's a show Hell yeah. on TLC. That's, that's going to the sideshow and watching the fat lady. That's what that is. Um, there's a fucking show on TLC that's like, like married to a midget or some shit. You know what I mean? Like yes, it's, I do. There, there's so many shows about little people on TLC. There's like, there's shows dedicated to botched plastic surgery. Like mm-hmm. that's a fucking deformity that we want to look at, yeah. you know? There's shows dedicated to like Octomom or like, you know, the lady yeah, who had fucking on. eight babies in her belly. Like that, there's <laughs> yeah. a show about her. Freakish womb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of shit to, to gawk at. Oh, there's the pimple popping show. It's like people have goiters on that oh, show. Oh my fucking you know? God. My brother's an addict of the pimple popping really? show. Yeah. Him and my mom, they're, f- they're freaks. Freaks. Absolutely. Freaks for the pimple popping. Yeah. And like we even, we do it on social media, like TikTok. That's, that's freakish. Everyone on there is behaving crazy. <laughs> Literally, if you, I'll never have TikTok and neither will Kelsey Ann. Yeah, we don't really do and it. And if you have a TikTok, you're a freak. Right. I mean, you're the freak show. Even the people I follow on social media, some people like, you know, they're the strong men, like these bodybuilding what? competitor dudes and Say women. What? Strong men. You follow strong men on Instagram? <laughs> Fuck. You know what I mean? I'm, hand me men your phone. Men and women. <laughs> Let me see your phone. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I'm sweating now. <sighs> um, no. Uh, <laughs> and now she's sweating. <laughs> No, but like that's freakish. Like these people, their sinews and their tendons and their fucking skin that's not a natural color. Like mm-hmm. it, that's fucking freakish. <laughs> and like I said, to even to get back to Florida man, it's like what fucking face tattoo does Florida man have today? Oh, like, really? We though? cannot look really away. Though? It's natural to want to look. It is natural to want to, <laughs> to look. Want to stare. You want to look. We want to look. And, listen, and that's what this is all these about. These people got paid to get looked, to get at. looked at. Really? Instead though. of getting looked at because they're going to and not getting paid. True that. Um, so some historians claim that the sideshow began with P.T. Barnum, you know, famous American showman, businessman, and human trafficker, let's be honest, mm-hmm. uh, of Barnum and Bailey Circus. But the concept of displaying the... the Elephant torturer. Oh my yeah. God, yes. Yeah. Thank God circuses aren't around anymore, to be honest. Um, Elephants by, are basically era. people, by the way. They're, They're so, so goddamn smart. smart. They know exactly what you're doing to them. Actually, uh, last year around December, when I was in Sarasota, my mom took me to an elephant refuge. Yeah, there's yeah. A, the Mayaka elephant yeah. ranch, right? Yeah. Isn't it mm-hmm. <laughs> a ranch, mm-hmm. elephant ranch? It's for rehabilitating and you got to sc- circus elephants. And you got to do the thing where they they're wash they give like an elephant a bath yeah. and you got to like scrub them down with yeah. a little brush. It is really fun. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. But they're Go all... visit the Mayaka Elephant Ranch, by the way. Yes, listening. please. Give them your money, support them. They have some really cool programs. Um, we'll we'll link a link them in the show notes. Sure will. But um yeah, they're all ex performing elephants. So they have, you know, behavioral issues and shit. Yeah. They're rescues. Yeah. They're, uh, you know, some of them have been tortured more extensively than others, but Jesus it's a really good organization. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
I just think the concept of displaying the exotic or the unusual for profit has probably existed way before P.T. Barnum. Oh, Probably for yeah. as long as humans have had an economy. I bet the Romans were doing it. <laughs> it does sound like a Roman thing, doesn't it? It does, absolutely. Yeah. They like had some little people up like doing a little play and the, you know... And Roman they got to, like, senator throw would like oranges at them or whatever. Like take his mouth off of the young boy's dick for a second to go <laughs> bravo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> throw some um, breadcrumbs at him. You're not wrong. I'll, you're not I'll buy them all. I'll buy them all, and then back to where, back to business. <laughs> um. So we can definitely trace the sideshow all the way back to at least 1102. Um, pro- okay. like we said, probably happening before then. Specific as date. It really is. Um, cause that was the first St. Bartholomew's fair that was held in London. And, um, those, you know, who have been born somehow different from the rest of us have had the opportunity to, you know, uh, sell themselves, <laughs> um, or be sold in some cases, which is very tragic. Uh, Basically, since then, that was the first recorded sideshow, 1102. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes called human oddities, living wonders, human curiosities, or freaks of nature. Um, Basically have been displayed in fairs and traveling shows for hundreds of years. They were a particularly strong draw at this time for royalty. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> because Which we all funny. turn into monsters when we have a glut enough, of money. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Enough um, power over everyone. But the, the ironic thing is that all the royalty, they were all like, you know, bloodless vampires. They've been inbred for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah, they had all... like crazy overbites and like <laughs> yes. blood disorders that made their skin like blue and shit. What was that? Here, yeah, here it is. It was, uh, it was Charles II of Spain. Who was a Habsburg? He was one of these fucking freaks, by the way. And I mean that in a pejorative sense when I talk about the <laughs> European aristocracy. Not when I talk about sideshow performers in the USA. But um, Charles II of Spain uh, <laughs> was born was so deformed when he was born um, that they were basically just waiting for him to die his entire life. And when he finally did, um, he was king of Spain for a, a good amount of time. And then when he finally died... They did an autopsy on him, and the, it's the autopsy stated that his body, quote, did not contain a single drop of blood. His heart was the size of a peppercorn. His lungs corroded. His intestines rotten and gangrenous. He had a single testicle, black as coal, and his head was full of water. <laughs> so Shit. it's pretty fucking rich. No pun intended for the European aristocracy to be like wandering around going, look at the freaks. <laughs> yes. Yeah, look in the fucking mirror, bitch. Yes. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Black um, is coal, a single testicle. Anyway. So here's a specific example for you. There was a German entertainer named Matthias Buchenier. No, he's German, so it wouldn't be that. I think it's Matthias Buchinger. Buchinger, okay. Buchinger. Mm-hmm. Um, he was called the Little Man of Nuremberg, and he was born on June 3rd, 1674, without arms or legs. There you just go. two flipper-like stubs. Um, by the 1700s, he was performing for royalty across Europe. How do you say it again? I uh, Just say Buchinger. Buchinger um, could play more than uh, half a dozen instruments. Damn. He could shoot a pistol with alarming accuracy. <laughs> he could write magnificent calligraphy um, and perform 
sleight of hand magic tricks. That's fucking amazing. I love that he was just born without arms and legs, and that simple fact motivated him to become better than anybody at uh, yeah exactly <laughs> um, a, a, either of us and anyone listening to this podcast can't do any of any that of shit things. that he could yeah. do but he didn't have arms or legs it's amazing he was also married four times and he had 11 children mm. um he was also rumored to have 11 his, children yeah god damn he was also rumored to have as many as 70 mistresses and Holy his shit. fame was so widespread that in the 1780s the term Buckinger's boot existed in England as a euphemism for vagina. Any vagina was Any called Buckinger's va- boot? Yes, Holy because the fuck. only limb, quote unquote, that he had was his penis. God damn. And that's what that's saying That is, is about. unbelievable. <laughs> okay, how did he... Okay, I'm just thinking from a sex standpoint. Right. How did he get the leverage? Like, mm. what were they... These ladies must have been riding on top of him because I'm like thinking like you got to... Yeah, Unless I'm just angle, not being imaginative like a, enough. Yeah. Like, there's, there's some like torque Torking. that needs to happen. <laughs> yeah. You kind of, without arms and legs, it's kind of, you know, you've got to be inventive. Well, listen, he learned how to play over six instruments. That's, so that's he, true. He learned I how can't to underestimate dick, this guy. You know? no. This guy's a fucking legend. Wow. Shout yeah. out to Matthias Bookinger. Started from the bottom, now we hear. What a king. Self-made man. Um, I also have this picture. I'm going to pull it up for you. This is his self-portrait that he drew. Jesus Christ. He has no arms. Just want to reiterate that. We'll link this picture in the show notes. This it's guy is Magnificent. Fucking, I want... <laughs> he looks like a complete Chad, too, by the way. The he's, face he's making? He's got the most oh. confident facial expression I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He knows he's better than you. He does. <laughs> and he is. That's fucking incredible. Wow. That's amazing. He did it like, you know, like those like Renaissance like line drawn or like like kind of on like a dollar bill. How they do a portrait with just like lines that like when you zoom out they like look like a face in that like incredibly complex way. That's the way that he did it. It's unbelievable work, which he must have done with either his mouth or his cock somehow. <laughs> oh. Amazing, amazing. Um, so there are many stories of entertainers like. Matthias, but, um, you know, who were born in unfair difficulty Mm. and, like, disablement and used it to their advantage to live this, like, rich and fulfilling life. There are also many, many horrific ones, like, filled with much more tragedy. Um, For example, the sideshows became so popular that when nature didn't provide enough anomalies, um, what's called broods of miscreants took it upon themselves uh, to create deformities. So there was a 17th century nomadic group in Spain Mm -hmm. that I read about called Comprachicos. It means child buyers. Comprachicos. Comprachicos. Oh my God. Which means child buyers. Yeah. And they would purchase children and purposefully stunt their growth or distort their features, then sell them as attractions. Holy shit. So dark. Oh my god, that's yeah. fucked. That's really fucked. So by the, let's say, late 18th and 19th centuries, Americans decided that they wanted to cash in on this. They wanted a, a piece of the old fried Twinkie. Nice. So, yeah, <laughs> nice one. So they began their own sort of homegrown exhibitions of the unusual. Um, one of the first examples of this was a man named Charles Wilson Peel. 
He was a Philadelphia portrait painter and collector of natural history artifacts. In 1786, he converted a wing of his house into a museum to display his artwork and curious artifacts. Curios. Yes. Um, taxidermied animals, minerals, like old coins, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And when his private collection outgrew his home, he moved it into its own space. Um, that's some fucking rich people shit right there. <laughs> yeah, when your private collection, collection outgrows your house. And it yeah. has to become its own museum. <laughs> yeah. um, mm -hmm. um, and donors began sending him their own curios to, to be displayed in his collection. Um, you know, among them, a four-legged chicken, a two-headed pig, cool. a root resembling a face, a human okay. face, and an 80-pound turnip. And those were the... The headliners. So to speak. Um, God, damn. people used to be so bored. I know, didn't they? It's sweet. Wow. So I mean, they they created the they created the solution to that problem. Um, the fucking cell phone. Now we're all it's fried all of our brains. But at least we're not bored all the goddamn <laughs> time. At least we're not like going out of our way to go look at an eighty, 80 pound, pound turnip. turnip. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Um, so he, yeah, he just rolled with the trend. And he began shit, operating uh, Peel's New York Museum and Peel's Baltimore Museum right. uh, to feature the eccentric and the bizarre. Sick. Uh, and, and today, Charles Wilson Peel is credited with establishing the first major museum in America. Unbelievable. Like, period, of the, any museum. The, only, the first the major first museum in America was dedicated was to, like, two-headed pigs and fucking 80-pound turnips and shit like that. That's nice. how we know we're Americans. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> that's the most American I shit I ever heard. I love it. Yeah, that's fucking beautiful. Um, so then P.T. Barnum comes on the scene. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I say comes on the scene, I don't mean <laughs> what you're thinking. What I'm thinking, for sure. No, no. So he was born <laughs> in Bethel, Connecticut in 1810. Uh -huh. And he um, really just mastered the business of like, tapping into that can't-look-away human intrigue thing. Yeah, I mean, he basically founded the American Circus, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, he made his initial fortune securing the greatest attractions for his museum that he copied from Peel. He nice. called it the American Museum. And much like Peel's, um, it was located at Broadway and Ann Street in Lower Manhattan. And it opened its doors in 1842. Unlike Peel, he added a menagerie of live animals, um, including the nation's first hippopotamus. Well, a live hippopotamus inside of a building in fucking Lower, Lower Manhattan. Manhattan. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. Um, uh -huh. Ancient fossils, exotic insects, wax figures. Okay. So kind of like Madame Tussauds situation. Holy shit. Um, and I just sort of imagine it like this. Like, I imagine that Peel's collection began the craze of the dime museum okay. but that he was like wow look at this old coin from 1700 italy you know <laughs> yeah. or uh -huh. like i stuffed a rare bird yeah. <laughs> and okay. like okay. i just imagine that it was somehow more genuine mm -hmm. and that pt barnum was like um <clears throat> well i uh i have a fiji mermaid here oh, what? <laughs> like, 
And the just the sort of hoax culture. Oh, I got it. Yeah, the yeah. sideshow and the circus, which I think <laughs> later the, bled the into the like... The hippopotamus and he's like, this is a woman from South America. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it. like the sort of just selling anything yeah, um, with a twist. And uh-huh. I think that later bleeds into like the fixed nature of carnival games yeah. at, at circuses and fairs and things like mm-hmm. that. Like I just think this is where the hoax aspect of it sort of takes off. Um, the Fiji mermaid yeah, was that. a thing. Um, it was one of his first huge draws, uh-huh. and it was it was a monkey with a fake fish tail. Attached. Oh, I've fucking seen that. Yeah, I know exactly what this is. Yeah, this is like it's so funny. It's so obviously fake. <laughs> it's terrible too because they obviously just killed a monkey and cut it in half and then sewed a fucking trout on the bottom of it. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's really funny. They called it the Fiji mermaid, huh? Yep. Damn, nice. So like, it looks like it smells horrible. Oh, horrible, horrible. <laughs> I bet that whole fucking museum smelled Think awful. Think of the smell. Yeah. Um, so regardless of the legitimacy of some of its claims, um, in its time, the American Museum was the most visited place in the entire country. Boom, that's amazing. So his first freak, so to speak, mm-hmm. was Charles Stratton. Um, he's very famous in these circles. He was a little person that they called General Tom Thumb. Um, he was, he started showing at four years old. Whoa. But he was stated to be 11. Wow. Child labor law is very much not in effect <laughs> at this point. Um, Holy shit. So, and he was taught to imitate, like, apparently he was very naturally talented as a performer. He was like an impressionist? Yes, he was an impressionist. Uh, he would do, how could you do this though? Hercules? Like who the uh, fuck? Who like, fuck? I have no he idea. Did, he had a really famous Hercules impression and uh-huh. uh, Napoleon. Napoleon, amazing. <laughs> um, also in the show, he was drinking wine by age five. What? And smoking cigarettes at age seven for the public's amusement. Amazing. <laughs> this kid was awesome, dude. <laughs> he was very highly paid, um, but fuck what yeah. the fuck? General Tom Thumb. <laughs> Um, so after the initial success of the American Museum, Barnum made some bad financial decisions and bad investments, and he was what in... like buying a hippopotamus and <laughs> shipping it to Manhattan, stuff like that. Yeah. So he decided to do a lecture tour as a temperance speaker, what? Um, and there is no documentation to ever say that he was a teetotaler. I was gonna say, P.T. No. Barnum seems like the kind of guy who. You remember a couple of episodes ago, I was talking about how like everybody before 1975 was just constantly guzzling brown liquor. Yeah. Yeah. P.T. Barnum seems like he smelled like fucking rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Yes. So, so he's and he's also quite clearly like a liar and exaggerator. So he's going around telling everybody he's a teetotaler. Yeah. And it, it emerged him from debt. I mean, he he came out of debt from his. That's how you make it in America, tour baby. circuit as a temperance speaker. Do you just lie? Yeah, just lie. Lie and cheat and con people. So here's another interesting. Uh, That's what we're fact do. about P.T. Barnum <laughs> that I found. Um, he was also sort of a politician, and he served in some sort of uh, official capacity in Connecticut. Uh-huh. Um, and he was he was very vocal about uh, the abolition of slavery and involuntary servitude. Fuck yeah. Yeah. He keeps getting cooler and cooler. So he said, a human soul that God has created and Christ died for, yada yada, Mm -hmm. um, is not to be trifled with. It It may tenant the body of a 
Chinaman. Well, okay, 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 <laughs> a okay. Turk, uh-huh. an Arab, or a Hottentot. Okay, 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 okay. So, 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 <laughs> but so. it is still an immortal spirit. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. So definitely, he was a human trafficker, and mm-hmm. you know when you well, when you have to when you have to qualify that the soul is still a soul even mm-hmm. though it's inside of a Chinaman. <laughs> <laughs> or a hot and tot, you Jesus, know. It Jesus, sort of speaks fucking, to with the eight, the nineteenth century like race science language. Yep. Ugh, yeah, ugh. but God. he did help um, in Connecticut get a bunch of laws about involuntary servitude and slavery further along in the docket. Let's Jeez. say. Um, so he so like yeah, so he was stole a human people out of their homes. Exactly, stole people out of their homes, but they purchased he, them. But he paid them. But he paid them. Okay. Complicated. Very complicated. <laughs> Not that complicated. Don't steal people from their homes. Right. Um, so I feel like in... we have to remind our listeners. <laughs> well, sure. Um, in 1870, Barnum brings his wondrous marvels on the road with him um, with his newly minted circus. Um, in 1870, a traveling circus, uh, menagerie, and museum of, quote, freaks is underway. Um the phrase sideshow, do you know where that comes from? Um, well, because it's like not the main show. It's like <laughs> yeah. off to the side. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. that makes sense. Um, the show was to the side of the main circus tent, mm-hmm. and it entertained guests before the circus began. And the main venue was called the Big Top, and the side venue was called the Sideshow. Cool. Yeah. It's kind of like, like I don't know, it seems like where the cool kids hang out. Oh, yeah. Like, smoke like on, cigarettes. Around the side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so although the sideshow originally, wow, I was going to say originally originated, which is so cool. I love myself so much. Um, in Europe, it was in America that it really... It was dark. <laughs> found it's funny. It's dark in here. Um, the Second World War's persecution of disabled people triggered a flight of freaks the nazis persecuted disabled people uh-huh. <laughs> so um some of them were working in uh-huh. circuses in europe at the time right and tried to you know get yeah. out Ooh, we could. better get the fuck out of here yeah uh-huh. um not everyone made it though um Ooh. there was an a man known as the icelandic giant johan mm-hmm. k pitchelson there's like a lot of accents and things i don't understand here mm-hmm. but um johan peterson Sounds lovely. Um, he was performing uh, with a show in Europe, and he found out his show's dwarf harmonica players had all been murdered by the Nazis. What the fuck, dude? I know. These... Uh, more I learn about the Nazis, the more I don't like them. <laughs> I always had a feeling, but yeah, the evidence is really coming out. Um, so, and like many others, Johan did end up in Gibsonton, and he has. He an, did. He made he, it out. Oh, oh yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah. He performed with the circus here in America for a long time. He chose Gibsonton as, as his home, and there's an enormous silver gold Viking gown that um, hangs in the corner of the oh, Showman's awesome. Museum. That was that was his that he wore during. Damn! Shows. I can't believe they fucking killed all the like dwarf harmonica players. That's so terrible. Savage. Fucking a. So. Um, Let's talk about Gibsonton. Fuck Nazis, man. Yeah, let's talk about Gibsonton. So a giant and a woman with no legs ran the restaurant. The post office had a low counter for little people. Um, In the golden days of the American Carnival, all roads led to Gibsonton, Florida. Uh, At one time, its population was around 15,000. Uh-huh. 
It's 12 miles south of Tampa, mm-hmm. 45 miles north of Sarasota, just to put it into Holy shit, that's close to where your parents live. Mm-hmm. We should go there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarasota was the winter home of the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, mm-hmm. um, beginning in 1927. True. Where the because uh, the brothers were having real estate success. Great. <laughs> yeah, um, and it remained the winter home of the circus, Sarasota. That is mm-hmm. until 2017 when the last uh, traveling circus performed its last show. Oh, Basically, man. all they're all Salute. shut down. Rest in peace. Um, but by the way, the Ringlings purchased Barnum and Bailey's Greatest Show on Earth in 1907, but the circuses did run separately until 1919. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Just let you know. Cause that confused me. Ring the Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus. You know, it's kind of all one, but they're two. Right. Confusing. It's, it's a circus conglomerate. Now it's a circus conglomerate. Circus. Well, it is now nothing, but circuses and acquisitions. Yes. Got it. <laughs> um, so why didn't the the Carnies and Freaks settle in Sarasota? Yeah, it's a nice town. Yeah. Well, Sarasota County was a wealthier county, um, and its neighboring Hillsboro had cheaper land. It was right on Highway Forty One and had a uh, access to both Tampa and Sarasota by train. There was a train line that went right through it. Um, it was also friendly to them in, in that it uh, gave them permission, Hillsborough County gave them permission to keep wild animals, uh, trailers, and carnival rides in their yards by way of a special residential show business zoning permit. Wow, okay, That cool. was created by Hillsborough County that Sarasota did not have. All of that and Al Tamaney really liked fishing, and Gibsonton sits on the Alafia River. Alafia? Alafia, probably. Uh, which had great fishing. So, um, starting in the... I'll tell you who Altamani is later. I was going to say. <laughs> um, starting in the late 30s, Gibsonton became the place sideshow performers and carnies called home when not traveling with the carnival. So, it was Altamani and his wife, Jeannie, that really put Gibtown on the map. Um, Al was known as Al the Giant. He is said to have stood more than eight feet tall. Uh, he had the condition of gigantism. Um, and Jeannie was born without legs, so she was only two feet six inches tall. Ah! I know. They were married, and they toured as the world's strangest married couple. Holy shit. They uh, bought acreage on the river and opened a restaurant called Giant's Fish Camp. Cool. Which is legendary to this day in Gibsonton. Wow. Um, Al also became the fire chief running Gibsonton's first fire department. The police chief, though, was a dwarf. Uh, wow. Jeannie wow. Tomaney, okay. Al's wife, ran a campsite, a bake shop, and their restaurant, Giant's Fish Camp. That's fucking amazing. Isn't These that people cool? are fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's Gibsonton sustained healthy population figures in the 30s, in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Um, now, was it all freaks? Or were there like just residents who didn't have anything to do with the carnival? Apparently, hardly any. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, um, hardly any. But some mm-hmm. would be concession salesmen. Some would got be, it, got but it. But they were all carnival. They people. were all carnies. Yes, this wow. was a company town. Cool. Um, it also had three factories at one point that manufactured Ferris wheels and carousels. <laughs> wow. Yeah. God damn the carnival equipment business. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, lucrative. Cool. Um, so it, it original, originally was just a winter home situation because they would travel with the carnival during the warmer months mm-hmm. um, and then they would have a little bit of a break in the winter. Yeah. Um, but they they took to Florida because of the, obviously because Barnum and Bailey Ringling was in Sarasota, yeah, yeah. but also because, uh, you know, 
in the winter, yeah, it it's still was balmy. It's nice. And yeah. um, that enabled them to be able to still train their animals, by the way. Oh, yeah. That makes so sense. Yeah, they big could, cats and shit. Yeah, yeah, they could have big cats mm-hmm. um, outside in their cages or whatever and train them every day. Yeah. You know, where you couldn't really do that in a yeah. other state. They also were able to um, practice stunts in the off-season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the acrobatics and stuff like that. Um, yeah. They could practice outside and also repair rides that needed to be repaired. Right. This is like why they have spring training down in Florida. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, and it was also just a sort of safe haven uh, where all types of people, yeah. you know, fucking unusual looking people could just stroll about Free from stairs. Right, without from, attracting a fucking crowd. Yeah, yeah, free from normal folk, as they called it. Right on. Called it, mm-hmm. um, fucking staring at them when they didn't want to be stared at. Hell so yeah. they just lived in this fucking town together, and uh, it was pretty much a sanctuary Co-pacetic. and a refuge. That's yeah. beautiful. Um, the stigma associated with being a carny was also very convenient. They really enjoyed that about oh, it. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> like scare off yes. scare off people. Like, yes. oh, you don't want to go there. It's full of carnies. Yes, yeah. there was like um, a rumor that like you can't go to Gibsonton because after dark they like the killer clowns like steal children. Oh, shit. And stuff like that. <laughs> oh, that's fucking crazy. Um, so, yeah, it's still, it still, it remained a well-kept secret and it was purposefully never a tourist destination mm. because of the rumors that they... The killer clowns are going to come out and circulate. steal your kids. Yeah, yeah that's And they were basically crazy. just like... Great. Keep the rumors coming because it makes you fucking stay away from us. Hell yeah. Um, so now let me tell you about the categories of freaks. So there's self-made. That'd be like the tattooed woman. Mm-hmm. Um, there's working acts, sword swallowers, fire breathers. Oh, like you got like a acts. skill, like you perform. Yeah, a, uh, exactly. Yeah, cool. Um, and what's called natural born. Gotcha. And that's how they would divide themselves into those right three on, categories. Right okay, cool. Hey babes, so I ended up doing quite a bit of research on this particular topic and we decided to split it up into two different episodes. So the next part, the part two of the Gibsonton episode is going to drop on Thursday on our Patreon. So it's going to be our first Patreon exclusive episode and if you're into that sort of thing, you can hop on to patreon.com slash Pod and subscribe to us there and get this episode. We're going to be talking about individual residents of Gibsonton, Grady Styles Jr. the Lobster Boy, Priscilla the Monkey Girl, the Hilton Siamese Twins, just to name a few. And we're also gonna discuss a Carneytown murder, the decline and fall of the freak show, the success of the Americans with Disabilities Act and the impact that that had on the freak show, what Gibsonton is like today, and also, why I think that freak shows actually haven't disappeared after all. So if you're into that kind of thing, like I said, go to Patreon and become a patron. Would you like to do your Florida fact, Nathan? Yes, I would like to do my Florida fact. It's that time, huh? Yep. Okay, this is a good one. Listen. So... Cedar Key, Florida. I know, know where that, that is. is? Mm-hmm. Okay. In the 1800s, it was already it was already a bustling little town in the 1800s. Cute. And they um in the 1880s, they elected a mayor named William Cottrell. 
Who people, I guess, didn't seem to know had grown up. He was like a little bit of a ne'er-do-well growing up. Mm-hmm. But he, when he was elected into office, he began a reign of terror <laughs> on CVP. Yes. So apparently he was a bastard and a cheat and a, a drunk and a, a real piece of shit. And wow. so when he got in office, apparently nobody knew his reputation because they elected him mayor. When he got into office, he started a reign of terror. Basically, he used the police force as his own personal little army, and he cut off Cedar Key from the rest of the state, essentially, so that people like the state police couldn't get in and enforce the law Holy fuck. And what, what he would do is he would just, like, he would get incredibly drunk and go around, like, insulting people and cursing at them. And what he would do is he'd get his police officers... To, like, he'd get them all drunk, and then in the middle of the night, they'd, like, come into people's houses and force them at gunpoint out into the street, where he'd make them dance for hours and hours <laughs> up and down the street on pain of death. He also did this thing for fun. He'd be walking around the town with his, with his guards, and he'd point a gun at, he'd have one guy point a gun at one random person, and have another guy point a different gun at another random person, and make them headbutt one another until one of them got knocked out. Or else they'd be shot? Yeah, or else they'd get fucking shot in the face. So you're telling me Florida man was elected mayor of Florida Cedar Key. Florida man was elected mayor of Cedar Key. And he ran this place with an iron fist. Until in On May the platform 17th, of drunkenness, parties the in the pla- street the at night. Of the police cool guy headbutting. Yeah, and I can do whatever I want. Exactly. Wow. Being fucking wasted all day long and having a personal army. This is like this is like every like Florida libertarian's dream, dream come true. Yeah. Yes. So this guy ran this town with an iron fist until in eighteen ninety the situation got so fucking bad that the federal government had to ship agents down there and get the US Navy to fucking pull a battleship up to Cedar Key and forcibly remove this guy from power. He, wait, he was in power for 10 years? Not 10 years. No, they elected him in the 1880s. ADs. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. okay, so okay. He, I think he came to power in 1888. Or, um, yeah, two years is enough. Yeah, two, yeah. I mean, two years of that is insanity. Can you imagine two years of your A naval just, battleship had yeah. to dock in Cedar Key yeah, to get and, this guy out? Yes, and uh, naval uh, seamen had to come out and forcibly arrest this guy and put him on a boat and ship him up to federal prison in Washington, D.C. I used to cheerlead with a girl named Bree Seaman. <laughs> Did you really? Just whenever someone says that, I think of that. Oh, the poor Seaman. girl. I mean, my last oh, name's Wacker, so like I, Terrorized. I've Wacker been there. It's not good. Oh, yeah, but yeah, Wacker and Seaman on the yeah. yeah. She was good, talented. All right, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's right. insanity. Yeah. That is William such a pleasure. Cottrell. William Cottrell, mayor of Cedar Key. And there's, wow. there's plenty of stories about him. You can look it up. Well, it's just... kind of great, too, because it is a key. It's an actual key. It's not just, like, named that. Uh, oh, so well, I forgot to... I didn't even get to the end of the story. He evaded capture. What? And he fled, but he died in a shootout with a sheriff in Alabama. So they were chasing him down. They chased fucking... him out of state? Well, no. They, they put a warrant out for him in the sheriff in right. Alabama, where he ran to, um, was trying to arrest him, and he got into a shootout, like an Old West old southeast shootout i mean is this guy cool do you think or 
I think he's just fucking psycho. <laughs> yeah, he's a psycho, yeah. <laughs> Through the lens of 132 years of history, yeah, yeah, he's pretty cool. You That's know? awful. He's cool conceptually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not if you have to live under his his mm-hmm. reign of terror. Jesus, William Cottrell, huh? William Cottrell. Cottrell. Awesome. All right, I've got a fact too. My fact is that, okay, you know what an embassy is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So states typically don't have embassies. Like, that's obviously not a thing. Right, yeah. Embassies to one another. Yeah. Yeah. But there is one state embassy in Washington, D.C. From Florida? And it is a Florida state embassy. You're shitting me. What's the story? It's strange because it's non-governmental. So it's not technically an embassy, but it operates as one. It's on Capitol Hill. It's called the Florida House. Really? Yes. Is it full of Florida politicians? Uh, yes, sometimes. Wow, what the Yes. F- so its mission is just Florida House is our state embassy on Capitol Hill that connects, celebrates, and champions Florida to it's the a, world. It's a cultural embassy. It's a cultural embassy. This is just proving what we already knew, which is that Florida is like another world unto itself, and we're all just living in Florida's world. Absolutely. They have to have an embassy to the United States in Washington, D.C. Because that's how... That's how outlandish I couldn't even think... Yeah, I couldn't even think... Finish my own sentence, but thank you. Yeah, also reminds me that Florida has been selling itself since the dawn of its fucking time. Like... You mean no, p- pitching itself? Pitching itself, yeah. yeah. Like, there's always a sales pitch, you know? There's yeah. always a, like, come here. Like, Ooh, uh, let me show you what we got. Like, you go to this embassy and they give you complimentary cold glass of Florida orange juice. Of course. You know, it's, it's constantly on its hustle of, like, come down here, buy real estate, buy our shit, we really cool. Like, <laughs> it's, it's been selling itself and pitching itself since it discovered it was a self. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I feel like there are other states that could be doing that, but it's, like, too gauche. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's weird. What a well, weird thing to do. That's what I was going to say is that it just sounds like Florida is going, like, no, guys, it's normal It's actually cool. Yeah, it's actually it's good. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was thinking to myself, like, what if there was, like, a California house, like, in Washington... They don't need one, first <laughs> of all. They don't need to protect they don't... their reputation. No, exactly. That's so funny. Yeah. It says, every day, the trustees and staff of the Florida House work to ensure that Florida House lives with its mission while engaging, wait, while engaging with Floridians and Floridians at heart. Beautiful. Which is also See, something again, we say. You don't have to be born in Florida to be a Florida man. You don't. Beautiful. No. So it has like school groups come in. It has like interns. <laughs> that do... Everything is fine. <laughs> Florida is nice. Yes. They do a little, I love it. Yeah, little seminars, little, little meet and greets and with politicians. They do have for that. The kids. They have I a little a little um, museum of extraordinary Floridians. The, they have a gift shop, obviously. Guy, the fucking yeah, right. Um, they have author Charles Martin. Okay. They have Dr. James Dunham. He's also an author. Great. <laughs> um, fucking C. Ford Riley, an artist. A lot of authors. Author, artist, author, artist, author, author, artist, author, artist, author, author. Stephen King, dude. Artist, Don't you think deceased. Stephen King's earned his place in the. He's lived the there long enough. He fucking does in my book. Yeah. Um, 
that's basically it. And wow. society members. Very strange. Why don't they have... I'm not going to ask any more questions about this house. Um, <laughs> you don't need to know. <laughs> I don't need to house. know. But anyway, they yeah. They have their own, like, like, you know how in California they do the Bohemian Grove and they have that, like... They have that like big statue of an owl, they, and all the politicians go there, bow and down to it, and like ritual. suck yeah. its little like yeah, owl they have ears the same or thing something. In the Florida houses. Other states that have apparently tried to have an embassy in Washington, and they have um, been not been met with success. Let's just put it like that. So um, Florida rules, and the harder it tries to convince you of that, the more legit the place seems. Right? All right. Do you want to? Vote on who won, Florida woman or Florida man. That is the formula of the show, babe. <laughs> That's what we do. All right. I would love nothing more. Remind me what yours was. Okay, mine was the guy who was chasing away innocent teenagers who had parked in front of his in lawn with a flamethrower. Flame lighting up the whole street, fucking terrorizing all his neighbors. No, he claimed that the family with the teenagers were, was terrorizing the neighborhood. Remember? Yeah, but he was actually terrorizing the neighborhood. <laughs> I know, I know. I just, they were just I wanted to get behind his psychology. Of, yeah, yeah, right. To right. understand like where he's coming from, you know. Yeah, of course. Um, mine was Florida woman who claimed to be God robs mail truck with plastic gun and flees on tricycle. Okay. It's, it's Florida, Florida woman. woman. Yeah, Florida woman. That is just it's too many perfect little details. It's too perfect. She's she's the winner this time. And like, here's the thing with that. Like, I feel I feel like this Florida woman today on this episode exemplifies this idea that for some reason in Florida, a Florida man or woman doesn't just rob a post office or even rob the mail truck, right? Like, they rob the mail truck with a f- toy gun. Yeah. While claiming to be God yeah. and fleeing on a tricycle. Like, yes, it's it, just it's, it, the rabbit hole of absurdity just, just goes going and goes and going and going. Yes, exactly. That's those are this, that's the defining features of I Florida think so. There's like an initial swing on like a, a bad decision, uh huh. And then there's the follow through. All right, guys. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode on Gibsonton. And don't. no, shut up. We have to love them. They have to love us. And you know how you get love? How? Through fear (laughs) and respect. And dismissal. That's right. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you like and subscribe. I don't need you. I don't care if you give me a good review. Yeah. See, we're, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your opinion sucks anyway. See, yeah. What, what kind of shirt is that that, is, you're, that you have on? I hate that. Yeah, a polka dot? shirt, bitch. Polka dots are from... Put that away. But what is this, 1974? What are you, what are you fucking Nicole Richie on The Simple Life? What are you fucking clown? What are you fucking John Wayne Gacy? What are you, are you killing kids? Are you raping and killing kids? I knew it. I knew it. I, I fucking knew, knew it. I knew it, knew it, See, knew this it, is it. called negging. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll fall in love with us. I love that. I love you. This is every boy in college <laughs> <laughs> did this to me. <laughs> Called you John Wayne and Gacy. And I fell for it. <laughs> I loved them. All right. Um... Breaking the cycle, here and now. (laughs) Goodbye, guys.